day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode 14 of Shop Talk. This week we're doing something a little different and we're talking with Emily and Chelsea from the Rookie Rewatch Count. I'm one of your hosts. My name's Jennifer and I'm joined by Emily. Hi. And then Chelsea as well. Um, so Carrie is out of town for the week on vacation um, and we hope that she's having a fun time. But we're excited to talk about all things The Rookie. So we're going to find out some of Emily and Chelsea's favorite moments, as well as like why Emily started the rewatch and, um, you know, just like everything else about the fandom. So um, we do have a little bit of news. We have a premiere date. So set your calendars, DVRs, reminders, all of it for September 26th at 10, 9 central. We'll have Chenford back on our screens, Sassy Nyla, and then Precious Baby Jackson. Like, I cannot wait. Um, like, the, the end of September is usually when, like, all the TV shows come back. And that's just, like, my Christmas. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot that are coming back. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Most of mine come back on in September, and it's really exciting. Yeah. Um, and then we do have more behind the scenes pictures and videos that have came in and we're just loving it, eating it all up. Um, if you're not following at Brooklyn boy, Bella on Instagram, you really should be because he's just coming in clutch with all of this content at this point, I think like more so than like the actors, but I don't know. I feel like last season with not just the rookie, but like with other shows, we didn't get a lot of content from the actors themselves. And it was, I chalked it up to like the COVID restrictions. Like they had 10 minutes to shoot a scene and then the rest of the time, like they were in their masks and the regulations were strict. So I feel like we might not get a lot of content from the actors just because of the regulations that they're under. So, so that's about all that we have for the news. Um, you know, we're starting things back up. So that'll be exciting to kind of see episode descriptions come out, previews come out, all that. Um, so why don't we just jump right into the episode we'll kind of start off with like some of our favorite characters um and just kind of like you know talk about them one by one um i like i don't think it's surprised that my favorite character is nyla harper i am like complete trash for that woman um and i obviously love chenford too as a ship and individual characters but i also love jackson and angela too like asking me to pick my favorite characters is like asking a parent to pick their favorite child like you just can't do it yeah they're like they're all good like they're all likable characters yeah. um mine are um tim and lucy and nyla um and i'll probably as you hear the episode you'll be, definitely hear me um talk a lot about why i like them so yeah, yeah. Mine are obviously Tim and Lucy because I'm a huge Chenford fan. And I really, from the first episode, I really have started to love Angela. She does not take any sass, or she is very sassy and doesn't take any lip. And it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I feel like her and Nyla are the take no BS mm -hmm. women of mm -hmm. the group. Yeah. And Lucy kind of is like that too, but I feel like she's still in that new stage of like, I don't know where to toe the line here. Like, I don't want to be too sassy and like come across as like rude and bitchy, but like, I also want to be like sweet and soft and you know, all of that. So 
I mean, she'll get, she may get there. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the more undercover work she does, she will. Yeah. She'll get there. Yeah. And um, it, probably, it probably helps that she's, you know, not that she graduated from being a rookie. Mm-hmm. So that might help her start to be more like that too. Yeah. She's gotten like, you can tell she's gotten so much more confidence since she's been uh, a P2. And then uh, definitely going on the UC uh, uh, work. Well, and I think having Tim as a TO kind of helped that. Like it helped her confidence grow. I mean, not to say that like if she had Nyla or Talia or Angela as her TO, that that confidence wouldn't grow. But I don't know. He just instilled something in her. And we just rewatched the last few episodes this weekend. And there were just times when Tim was, you know, very like, he wanted to make sure that she was sure of herself, you know? So and yeah. there were times that I think he like really, he saw that she was kind of doubting herself. And so he just like stepped it up more and just wanted to make sure that she was confident. Yeah. He really makes a strong, strong training. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we also wanted to kind of share some of our favorite storylines. Um, Emily, did you want to go first with that? Oh, sure. Um, so, um, I loved Jackson's storyline this year. Um, I'm really glad that they brought it back for a little bit um, for more um, closure at the end. Because when they left it like early in the season, I thought this doesn't feel close. Like this doesn't feel like I don't have closure here. Like something's like, this is not how it would be right. We were kind of left with the fact that, uh, or we were made to assume that uh, Stanton would maybe lose his job. You know, they took his gun, his badge, whatever. Um, but I didn't like kind of leaving up to assumption. I was just like, what, you know, and I feel like in reality, that's not what would happen. So I'm kind of glad that they came back to it and gave it more of a closure. So, yeah. Um, oh, and I also, uh, love seeing Nyla's journey, um, in, um, season two, I liked, uh, um, going through her, her journey with her family and getting, getting her daughter back. Um, outside of main characters, Day of Death is probably my favorite storyline or the standoff episode in season one. So. For sure, Day of Death is like one of my favorites. Um, I love all of the Rosalind, Chen, Nolan stuff. Like, I just like how she gets into everyone's heads and messes with them. And with Rosalind and Chen, I like how like Bradford watches out and protects Lucy. And we saw that more so in season three like when she came back uh, oh yeah yeah when they were like at the prison or whatever and you know looking at her through the bars tim was like don't let her get into your head so do you think she'll come back any i don't know it would be interesting if she did because i don't know what other like storyline they could play out with her yeah <sighs> maybe like like nolan's first days of p2 p2 or something you know like she comes back and he has to kind of deal with that you know struggle yeah chelsea what are some of your favorite storylines so i really love my favorite storyline that carried out over multiple episodes would be like the rosalind dyer stuff i really enjoyed that storyline because she rosalind was she just got into everyone's head and Two, it provided, of course, like with the Day of Death episode and stuff, it provided some really great great Shinford moments. Mm -hmm. 
and I, I just love that storyline. And then the infection episode that we just rewatched this past weekend, I loved that one too. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, we were. <laughs> what? We were. I was just saying, we were going back. I went back and like rewatched that. Like, I probably watched it like three or four times yesterday before I watched it like five, a few times last week. But yeah, I didn't even notice like somebody. I think it was you who who noticed that the um uh how Lucy and uh Tim were mm-hmm. yeah. talking to each other and I was just like oh, the and the tone that um that Tim was taking uh when he was saying uh I'm okay I'm okay and yeah I just didn't notice that <laughs> and I thought was, oh that's 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 amazing it was like when he like fell behind fell against the door and was like if I'm gonna go out I'm gonna go out on my own terms and then you know like she was she was getting teary-eyed and then he was just like it's gonna be all right boo like I'm gonna be fine and it was the way that his voice changed I was like oh my I've never picked up on that before Mm -hmm. it was just like it showed just how much they care about each other in that tone that's so good I love that no matter how much you rewatch something like you can always pick up on something new yeah that yeah, episode like gave us some really soft, soft Tim mo- like scenes, and it was yeah. amazing. And I forgot about that until we did that rewatch, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, there is a lot of like soft Tim moments, and just like just seeing him kind of by himself, like not with a, a partner, friends, nothing." Um. So then we also like covered our favorite scene and one of my favorites is when lucy comes to tim like comes to from tim's cpr and dave death and he's holding her and everyone's just around them like the way that he was the first one to find her get her out and then it wasn't even a question of who was going to do cpr it was like it's tim's thing let him do that um that was probably my favorite thing either and knowing the fact that like Eric gave Melissa a bruise on her face from holding her so tightly after that. Too good. I cannot wait for that episode that we're going to do for the rewatch. Yeah. I kept, I kept looking uh, back at that episode when she was in the hospital of like all the like little like bruises and things. And I was like, Mm -hmm. which one is like real and which one is like makeup? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. That (laughs) hospital scene though, of like the, you know, you know me too well and then he says too well there was one thing that I was like I tweeted this weekend after the rewatch and I said something and I was like he knows her too well I'll have to find it and like reshare it because it was so good I think I I think I saw that I don't remember what it was though (laughs) um Chelsea what was your favorite scene Oh, I'm probably in the minority here, but my favorite scene has to be, okay, the feeling scene, the fake admission of feeling scene between Jennifer and season three has to be my favorite. Um, mostly because, of course, when we seen the promo, I knew we were going to be clowned. Like, I knew it. I was like, there's no way this is real. And it just seemed too soon. Like they didn't it, have a big moment before then that I was like, mm, doesn't seem did. right. And I was like, there is no way this could be real. And then I thought I would be mad at it. And then when we seen it during the episode, I could not quit laughing. I was, it was, <laughs> I couldn't be mad at it because it was too good. The way 
they led up to it and the reasoning behind it was just and Tim's reaction was that was the, a key part the the expressions <laughs> the micro expressions I said Eric, it's amazing how Eric's you micro expressions are just so good yeah they are and it's amazing how you can literally just see a picture of his expression and know what scene it is from mm -hmm. I like to that his oh you're sorry like you know after the fact it was like he's so upset right now because in his mind he was probably like oh my god like this is real what do I do like where do I tell this line but I mean I I knew that we were going to be clown too and I'm happy that we got it even though it was fake but i'm still a little bitter about it but that's just me because well i'm just pissed i agree I, I mean like i'm a little bitter but like it just i couldn't quit laughing at it i yeah. mean it was something that i couldn't be mad at <laughs> yeah how, like how many of you like when you saw the preview it was just like like it felt like like it just felt like that wasn't like it wasn't right like we weren't ready like really <laughs> i think i texted carrie after we saw the promo and i was like there's no way that that's real like there's no, no way they haven't had a big moment besides like dave death where like they felt each other's like kind of feelings but i was like even then dave death wasn't really that like it wasn't i i mean i'm also in another group 10 we were like that's not real but we're holding on to the hope that it is but we're, we're we know that it's not um, the, um, uh, uh, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite scene, Emily? Oh, well, I also was going to say, because I saw that when I, you were talking about the day of death one, um, I wanted to go back to that too, because I, that was probably my favorite. And I added one, another one because, because I wanted to. <laughs> um but that scene that um where he's holding her um I just thought that was like a really um I feel like that was just a really powerful like just how they craft it because what I always notice in that episode like when you when he's holding her like the only thing you hear is his breathing like he's just sitting there holding her and breathing and um I don't I don't know if this is really like, I, I think, but I think that's a technique that people do to, um, for people that have been in trauma, like to just hold them and just sort of like a breathing meditation. So I feel like, I don't know, it's like maybe that he knew, like maybe because of his tumultuous um, years when he was young, or maybe just like all the cops know how to do that. But yeah, um, I feel like that's just something he knew how to do. Um, other aside from that it's like it just had to be him like he like he literally like breathed breathed life back into uh her and it was just like he was like doing that and sort of resetting her 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 sort of trauma her breath in that moment yeah. like and his probably too um but yeah that's what I got from that scene that I just thought that was just so powerful how it was just like you could only hear his breathing right before like if you it's kind of almost like you can't hear it um but you hear it if you pay attention like right before the like yeah. it fades the black or whatever to the 
to the ad or whatever. That's interesting that you said that about the hug. Cause I wonder, like, I never really thought about this before, but I wonder how much of that was scripted. Like if it was just supposed to be kind of like a short, you know, like hug, like I'm glad that you're back and okay. Or if it was meant to be long like that. It's interesting. I yeah, wonder like was- how much of air, like how much of Tim's stuff is scripted and how much like Tim put, or how much Eric puts into it. That would be interesting to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I also put, um, uh, I always go back to that moment when Lucy gave Tim the audiobook. Um, and I'm so glad we're going to do it this weekend. <laughs> um, watch that episode. Um, that was just like, I don't know, that was just the most sweet, thoughtful thing anybody could ever do. Um, it, uh, it shows how much she cares and believes in him. Um, some, you know, sometimes I can't even put into words how I feel about that. <laughs> um, like he's now, like he's now listening to her voice read mm-hmm. um, books all the time. And like, it's like implied that he, like she made multiple books for him like yeah um uh I don't know it's headcanon that he's just always listening to her voice <laughs> like well and he has and, pictures of her on his phone too yeah I mean but I, he he's gotta love it he probably said he probably complains oh, yeah. about it but he's like he just loves it <laughs> um but that was like that was such a small moment but it was it was significant for those characters in that I I feel like it was it was bigger than what it seemed to be mm-hmm. um and I also I also outside of Chenford um I like the scene in casualties when they um infiltrate the black ops thing um yeah. I love that sort of secretive team up and it looked really badass plus they're in plain clothes so you can't yeah. beat a plain clothes scene I love anytime that they're in plain clothes like even if it's just them walking out of the district I'm like give me more of this <laughs> yeah Oh, I remembered what I was going to reply, what I was going to say to Chelsea uh, or about her, that scene, um, that like, I remember feeling like really, uh, to go back to that, um, uh, when she was like, she was telling, she was speaking and she was, um, uh, right before, right before she said it was, uh, making fun of it, I guess, um, uh, I just felt like so awkward for her like why would you bring that up during like uh like in the car on a while you're at work um anyway um well, but and on the body cam too like oh yeah no, she's watching that I would have thought- wanted someone to be like oh my god this is real like ugh. that was one of my first thoughts when we seen that was there like that is recording. <laughs> what what's the thing that we just saw? Um, this the the line that we just saw this weekend. Um, uh, when he says you're good at a lot of things, but lying isn't one of them. Like, yeah. and I, like, she, she, you know, she's not. Like he has to know. Like, she's she thinks she's lying, yeah. <laughs> but she's not. Well, and that was know. season one that he said that. So like, I mean, by season three, she's probably gotten a little bit better. I don't know. Maybe. I like, I think going back to what Emily said, like Tim's probably annoyed, but like secretly he loves it. I mean, I think, I think that's so true. Like, because during 309, when she had all the checklists and he like threw one out the window and then she pulled out another one, he, ca- I caught 
it on the like third rewatch or whatever and I was like he totally just like smirked at it and just like nodded his head like yep she's I I'm annoyed by her but like I love her deep down <laughs> yeah yeah oh, no. I, <laughs> I have I have like a little a little uh breakdown uh thread spiral for a tweet spiral for the rewatch planned for that <laughs> so <laughs> who do you think will be the first one to like officially admit their feelings oh I think it will be Tim I, I and for real like yeah. yeah I agree I think he's going to I think something is going to make him realize it and it's just gonna be like okay I'm in love with her (laughs) this this is more than yeah maybe like what makes him realize it is when she gets like hurt or kidnapped or something again I honestly thought about that too I said maybe she gets hurt again and he's just like okay And then someone mentioned too, I think in a group chat I was in, someone said something about what if he kind of starts to realize it and they both start to realize it and then he kind of backs off and holds it in and then she gets hurt and that's when he's like, oh, well, no, it's not worth wasting time. Let's, yeah. I think, I think definitely there'll be some backpedaling maybe from Tim, especially when we come back. But it would be interesting because, like, when we come back with season four, like, you have sort of the heightened, like, stuff with, with uh, Angela. Like, he might feel like, I mean, he's already on the verge of it. He's, like, asking her, like, you have that moment, like, his yeah. pause, like, asking her to dance. He's already on the verge of it. And then with Angela um, being kidnapped, that, like, might heighten everything. He'd be, like, just be, like, I don't want that to happen, like you know, I gotta live, you know, I gotta live my life. Yeah. (laughs) I gotta take chances here. (laughs) See, I don't know. I've always said that Lucy will be the first one to say like for real. And then Tim won't believe her because of the last time. And so she'll be like, no, I'm serious. Like, what do I have to do to prove it? And then, you know, like she makes some like rash decision or something. I I just I just thought about that same thing this week. I said, after I was rewatching the feeling scene, I was like, he's never going to believe her. If she's the first one to admit it, he'll never believe it. Yeah. That's why I think it kind of has to be like, I don't know. It has to be him maybe. Or like them figuring it out mutually. Yeah. I would like to see that. If someone said, not. I don't know if it was Carrie or who, but someone was like, it'll probably be Jackson or Angela that like push them together. I'm like, it probably would be. And that would be very Chenford. I feel like for them. There's, there, there's like this, um, the, uh, fan fiction that I read a while back. It's really funny. Probably. I think Chelsea, I think maybe you read it. It was just really funny about everybody, uh, in a bet, like they were on a text chain and they were in a bet of like, who, like, uh, when they will get together and it was just so like the the funny parts were like just everybody else like like chiming in yeah great I think Gray's there were some ty- the moments with Gray like he'll be the funniest mm-hmm. oh my god can you send that to me because I want to read that yes yeah I will <laughs> um so I don't know like what were your favorite seasons of the show son because I feel like we've talked a lot about season three but like, I don't know, there were iconic moments in season one too. 
Um, mine were, uh, well, I love all the seasons, but uh, season two, I feel like it had the sparkle. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there were so many good guest stars. There were just, I think there were just a lot more um, reoccurring and reoccurring characters, like more arcs that were just like, um, they were just so good and so intense. Um, like, you know, you had the Rosalind Dyer um, arc. And I think that was just really, like, that was really strong and really bold for them to do. Yeah. Um, the partnerships were stronger. Um, not to say they weren't stronger in like season three, but there was just, I don't know, there was just sort of a difference. Um, and I think, like you said earlier, for them being, having to be in, having their COVID restrictions, I think there was probably a lot they couldn't do in season three. It was still good for what it, um, for what they got. Um, uh, but yeah, season, season two, and it was like, uh, you'll, we'll talk about this more later, but it was like the first season that I actually started to watch. Um, yeah. And Nyla, yeah, when she came on. I love that, that she came on in her storyline. Kelsey, what was your favorite season? I, I really love season three, but I kind of agree with Emily there. Like, season two was just it. I think it was my favorite because it just, it had, like, some really big, like, the Rosalind Dyer cases and everything. It was, it just had a different feel to it almost Mm -hmm. but of course season three I mean season three gave us some awesome moments too so those two would have to be my favorite I don't know that I could pick an actual favorite between the two yeah I mean I season four obviously is still to be determined but I would say seasons two and three were my favorite like they were the sweet spot like that's where we really I don't know I feel like that's where the show felt like at its best I liked season one too there were iconic moments but I feel like they were really trying to find their footing with that season at least in the first few episodes and I I liked Talia I'll get into that more later but like I knew binge watching it like that Nyla Harper was gonna come in and I knew that I was gonna love her so I wasn't like getting so attached to Talia whereas seasons two and three like Nyla coming in like I was able to get attached and know that Nyla was probably saying so so Jennifer how did you watch how did you start watching the show did you watch in season two or um I started binging when I think it was season three like before season three had aired so it was like over quarantine obviously and we were waiting on season three to air I believe that's when I started because I was going to start on a friend's Amazon Prime account and then you know like just did never pulled the trigger and then I was scrolling through Hulu and saw that like you know um they had the seasons on there and I was like well I'm gonna go ahead and start it and then I think I caught up just to like right where season three was gonna premiere so you've you've recently like found the show yeah I guess oh yeah. yeah um I am in like the one Chicago fandom and there was one person that like had started it and was talking about Chunford and like relating them to another ship in the Chicago shows and it was me and Carrie and like a bunch of our friends like have started it from that so that that was interesting to see and it's cool to like see my timeline on Sundays like it's all people like from both fandoms so um but yeah how did you guys start the show I started from 
season one I just like I seen the promo for it before it ever came out so I just kind of started it I wasn't sure that I would like it either but mm-hmm. I started it and I got kind of hooked on it I I caught the first uh episode the pilot when it first came out um but I don't think I finished it <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> um and then I uh, jumped back in in season two. Um, and um, I'm trying to find my notes on that. Hold on. I know. I kind of like jumped down on the outline. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. I checked out the pilot when it first came on. I was a fan of uh, Nathan's and I liked Castle. Um, it seemed kind of interesting. Um but like I said, I, I wasn't sure I wasn't, um, I didn't, I'm certain I didn't make it past the pilot. Um, I think I don't remember for sure, but I might've turned it off midpoint after the Nolan Mercy hookup. <laughs> um, so, because I feel like if I'd finished it, I would have stuck around because like in the later scene with him and his wife, uh, I don't know. I just like, when I go back and like, I think when I went back and watched it again, I was like, this is really interesting. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I was too preoccupied with another show. I was doing uh, the same timeless campaign at that time. So I just was like, you know, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know that I gave it a lot of thought back then, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I did, I came back into it um, in season two. Um, uh, ABC was doing that um, cast from the past promos and um i'm i'm a sucker for nostalgia um i loved uh those characters uh ryan and esposito on castle so um i checked it out because of them (laughs) um but that was the episode that was the vet um uh was my that was my first episode so um that was like a really funny (laughs) it was a really funny episode smitty was there um uh he had to be paired up with uh Jackson um oh yeah yeah um yeah the um yeah my first impression of it was just like it was it was just funny like there was a funny there was lots of humor and um uh the music the cinematography and we were talking about season two why it was so good it's like I feel like the cinematography in season two just it was shot more like it and I feel like it was like the scenes in season one were a little bit like darker not like in tone but visually they were like they were darker darkly shot um um but I think it like I just thought it was beautifully crafted and at that point you know you have the playfulness of the characters that they like they all had with each other at that point um I just thought it was really fun to watch like um and then um and then I saw Makia was coming on like I saw that preview um uh I previously watched Once Upon a Time I binged watched that show the summer before um and so I knew I had to check that one out she won me over she was one another one that that's another reason she won me over um uh but yeah I think looking back it's such a unique um idea um Ricky Ricky cops and their TOs I think that's really I think that was a really cool idea um uh I think um 
Oh, I don't, um, yeah, I don't watch a lot of procedurals, but um, it's not even that. It's like, it's so character driven with the main cast that's so likable. Yeah. Um, that's always what I look for. That's what I'm drawn to. Yeah, I know. I like, <laughs> I started watching it and I think like you, Emily, I turned it off or stopped really like paying attention when it came to the Nolan and Lucy stuff. I was like, I'm just not on board with this. But then, like, I was talking to friends that had been shit before I did, and they were like, stick with it. Like, you know, you just have to get past this. And especially, like, just past season one, too. And so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll keep watching it. Um, and I, like, as I kept going, I liked how it wasn't as intense as, like, other cop shows. Like, there was a slight comedic, comedic humor behind it. And it was different because, like, they were all kind of, like, on patrol and you know there wasn't like detectives and stuff and then I liked how they showed body cam footage like in that point of view I mean we see the body cam footage like on the cop themselves like I just liked how they had that um and I think like the cop shows and other first responder shows I mean they all have to find ways to like set themselves apart and the body cam footage is like I mean we we know that body cams are out there for cops but like we never see any other footage around that so it was cool to kind of see that in the rookie um but yeah I mean I just thought it was like a nice change of pace and it just took me getting through season one to kind of like really get into it but I I was I was surprised at how quickly that that relationship ended Mm -hmm. uh for Lucy and Nolan like it had to have been like it had to have been sort of planned I don't know yeah to start to start the show like that yeah I wonder if it was like meant to go for a while or if they just kind of saw that like the the chemistry between Melissa and or between not between Melissa and Nathan but also like John and Lucy did have chemistry but it just didn't seem right like if Mm -hmm. if there was something there that kind of showed the writers like we should not keep this going or if it was just like all the fans I think there were just too much alike I think yeah yeah I think you want to you really want to see more of the opposites attract at least I do yeah I mean there are people that like John and Lucy and like I mean to each their own like I was saying before we started recording like you know ship whoever you want but I don't know I feel like maybe it's just the people that I follow like a lot of them are Chenford shippers like I don't come across someone that doesn't ship Chenford a lot like it's very rare so that was John and Lucy I I just didn't like like Jens were saying I just didn't see chemistry there I mean it just yeah and back to what you were saying about like how you liked it because it kind of liked the show because it was set apart from other cop shows I've seen that too because like I fell in love with Chicago PD mm-hmm. and it's one of my favorite shows and that was that's been one of my favorites before I even started watching The Rookie and I think that was one of the reasons I really loved it because like you said there was like a comedic humor behind it and it yeah. was not as an as intense right and it was it it was just unique it was different yeah I think you kind of have to have that um comedic element to mm-hmm. every show you know yeah I yeah. know like I know PD did like seasons one through four but then they also had a writer change after four um but like I like how the rookie 
can have those comedic storylines but also touch on the very like serious points like with the Doug Sand stuff there wasn't that much comedy behind it it was more serious but then like after the fact you know I mean there was like the little moment with Gray and Jackson in the room together you know um so that was interesting um who were some of your like favorite who are some of your favorite ships and partnerships on the rookie uh Chanford <laughs> I mean <laughs> I don't know if any more has to be said <laughs> that was what I was gonna say <laughs> I mean, looking at like our notes, it's just chun for chun for chun for. I will, mean. I will say I do. They are my favorite ship and partnership, but I will say I love how every single one of the rookies was perfectly paired with the TO they got. Like Angela and Jackson. I mean, Angela was just the perfect TO for him and. Talia and Nala both at the different point in Nolan's careers were, were perfect to be paired with him. It was, they were so perfectly paired. Yeah, I didn't think about that of like how the personality for Talia in season one, uh, how she started out with, uh, or how Nolan started out with her. I thought, yeah, I didn't think about that. That's, um, that's interesting how um, how they fit to get they fit with him in different parts of his life. Yeah, I mean, I liked I liked to the like I I mean how all of the tos were partnered up with the rookies was solid. Like Lucy needed someone to be hard on her as far as like you know you can't look at everything and everyone like they're you know good people in the world because they're not. Um, I thought Tim was a good fit for her. Angela, I felt like was a good fit for Jackson in that she could like mold him to be a good cop. Um, but then like Talia and John, I mean, even with Nyla too, like they don't take his, like they take his BS, but they also don't in a way, if that makes sense. Like they're very sassy with him and to the point. And they, as much as like they kind of, you know, they're like do you have to be so optimistic they do take that into consideration and like they do appreciate that I feel like um I found it interesting though how like all of the pairings were male and female like I don't know I guess that doesn't I mean I doubt that it matters that much I just found that really interesting like of how you know it was John and Talia at first and then they had the chance to bring in a male to for john but they brought in a female and another african-american female at that like it was just interesting to see the different like um ethnicities and then just different like male female partnerships yeah i always notice that of uh, the male and female and i just think it's i think it's powerful to do it that way mm -hmm. i noticed that too like it, it was very interesting how they done that because I didn't notice it at first, but like later as I like watched more and started like binge watching it and stuff over again, I noticed like, you know, they literally were all paired like with the opposite gender role. And it yeah. was, it was interesting. I hope though that in season four, they like switch it up more. Like we see like Lucy and Nyla, not so much for the undercover stuff, but like, you know, also just patrolling. And then like, 
you know, Angela kind of comes back. It'll be interesting to see if Angela does come back from the detective side, like after she has the baby, hopefully, or like if she stays on the detective side. But yeah, I like Jackson I, and, and Lizzie too. Yeah, I always like it when they mix it, mix up the pairings too. Um, like even like when the t- tos get to pair up, um, and they can do that. They can they can do that now. Um, um, I always thought it would be fun to have Nyla and Tim pair up um, because they're both alphas, and I, I thought that would be kind of fun to watch. Um, and they kind of sort of did that in that one episode, uh, the one recently, um, and then Tim and Nolan is a good one yeah or smitty smitty and anybody like can we pair yeah. smitty up with the rest of them because we've seen him with nolan we've seen him with jackson mm-hmm. who else who else has he been with like not really i like to see him had moments with them i like to see him maybe with lucy what would that be like <laughs> oh my <laughs> god <laughs> could you imagine smitty and nyla she would just like take oh, no bullshit. No. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> it would be good though. Like I'm here for that. I mean, yeah. maybe an Angela too, but I feel like Angela would be able to handle him more. She would probably just get laughs from him. <laughs> yeah. You know, like like I think about <laughs> yeah. 309 when you know Jackson was like, apparently Smithy's like a babysitter. And then you know, they were laughing about seeing it on like a reality show. I feel like she would just have like good laughs. That, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that's it well what was it somebody said i think it was you i don't know somebody said about like uh babysitting i think i retweeted it babysitting and he and you said and this is a taser yeah he would definitely show the baby or the toddler like this is a taser this is what happens when you use one and i don't know what he would like what he would model it on but I'm sure that he would find something and the baby would just watch him like all kind of shocked, but it's not to the point where the baby's talking yet. So like, he doesn't get an audible reaction. I can, and then I can see Angela like coming home and she's like, you know, what did you show my kid? And he's like, how to use a taser. <laughs> I couldn't see that. I need like a webisode of that. Like, yes wait, you know. we, let, let's do let's do a rookie or have them do a ricky ricky webisode of all like yeah after yeah. hours or something like that that but, would be um, hilarious but yeah like like do that more mix it up more often um just not a whole string of episodes so that we can have chenford mm-hmm. <laughs> or you know just have more chenford off duty time yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i'm here for that yeah I agree with what you said, Emily. I'd love to see Nala and Tim partner up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and we saw Talia and Tim partner partner up, like when um, it was in season one, obviously. But like you know, when the, he the got sprayed the with the skunk, yeah. yeah, we had seen that, and I feel like we just need more of that because, like, we found out that she was his boot for a few weeks, and then I liked how they were, you know, going back and forth of like, I'm not doing that. You were my boot. You're my boot today so good yeah i feel like that would kind of be similar to nyla and tim that would be interesting um so like who is your favorite villain then on the show i say villain in like quote marks because they're villains but we also have grown to like them so mine was definitely it was roslyn dire but 
now now that we've seen Lafayette, it's kind of switched over to her. I guess it's kind of current, but it Lafayette just brought a and she, I mean, of course, she probably still will like when season four premieres. She just brought a unique feeling to the show, I felt like. And I love the backstory there. Yeah. Like with her son and everything. It was just and the actress who played her is amazing. So. The actress who plays her has like the cutest dimples. Like I know that that's <laughs> not something that like I should be focusing on, but when I was watching one of her Instagram stories or something of like the hair and hair and makeup, I was like, oh my God, her dimple is just like so cute. I remember her from Gotta Kick It Up and I loved her in that. I seen that movie and I never even realized that she played on it until the other day and I was re-watching an episode with her in it and I was like I know I've seen this lady somewhere where have I seen her <laughs> and I searched the filmography and that's when I seen it and I was like of course <laughs> yeah she was she was on a the only thing I've known her from is um she was on a show way 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 back I think it's like right when she started her career as pop stars and it was a reality it was like it was like American Idol but it was like for like uh, a group of girl singers oh, okay. um I I recently had a thought I'm like oh well I wonder if like the like I thought about like Melissa because she's been on she was Canadian Idol so yeah. I was like oh I wonder if they're they like you know sing together or something I don't know <laughs> That would be so cool if they did. Yeah. Um, I loved, like, I love Lafayette, but I also like Roslyn. And I don't know. I think it's just because, like, they're female villains. And I feel like we don't get to see a lot of that. Like, it's usually male villains. And then I just like how they get into the heads of the LAPD team. Like, in their own certain way. So. Yeah, I didn't even think about that when, until you said it. They, they both do. Uh get into their heads in different ways um I picked Rosalind um just for the fact that Annie Wershing just plays like baddie so well she was in um she played a villain in Timeless and I thought that one was bad and then uh Rosalind Dyer nope that's worse like she yeah. was really like bad <laughs> um but like what are the other like like I, I was trying to think of like this too because I'm doing like a poll question this week about villains like who are like the other villain like those to me it seems like those two are like the main those two stand out like they're they had more of like a deeper arc than anybody else like maybe like from season one I'm thinking of like uh Vance um that Oscar? you know oh yeah Oscar um, he, Oscar had a had an arc it wasn't like as deep as Lafiera and Roslyn but I mean he came back yeah one and one villain that I started thinking of in season one was and it's not really it was mainly for like one to two episodes I think and that was actually it may have been one episode it was in Greenlight when Captain Anderson was <gasps> yeah Midas yeah yeah that wasn't one yeah um and do y'all do y'all consider like anderson uh, not anderson <laughs> wrong a person uh it, armstrong do you consider him a villain i would yeah just because I would, in the end he was bad 
yeah yeah up and up until that point it was like oh I really like Armstrong mm-hmm. I was like that too like I really liked him at first and I did not see that coming like I really didn't see that coming for him mm-hmm. and his character yeah um what about would you classify Caleb as a villain oh yeah because he took yeah. Lucy so I mean he was one um yeah I don't know there's like so many but to me Lafiera and Rosalind stick out and I don't know if that's because they're part of like the big episodes where like I just remember Chenford scenes from which sounds really bad and makes it sound <laughs> like I just watched the rookie for Chenford um which I mean not totally wrong but like also I also watch the show for other people too um but yeah I don't know those two just stick out in my mind like when I think of the rookie and I think of like the um antagonist I think of Lafiera and Roslyn that's the main two I think of Mm -hmm. um so like what so now that we've kind of covered like the ships that you like and the um you know like villains who's the character that you like identify with the most on the rookie uh I usually see myself um I don't know how great this sounds but I usually see myself in whatever female character of the ships that I love so mm-hmm. Lucy definitely um I'd like to say that I'm like her she's curious and she's hopeful um I think there's a little bit of me and all the females um they're all very independent and high standards for people um for people they choose to be in their circle um and they're passionate about their job or whatever um whatever it is they set their mind to so I'm kind of like a lot like them at least I hope to be (laughs) that is honestly me like I of course like we were talking earlier um before we started recording I Lucy is just like Lucy is really soft and sweet and I said earlier that I like I just I'm this person that I can't be hateful or anything and I mean I just I see myself more in her because I said she's just so soft and sweet and I said I would love to be more like Angela to where I don't take any sass or anything but I just I do see myself like way more in Lucy than any of the others yeah I I would say the same I mean I I feel like I'm more like Lucy in the fact that I try and see the good in people like in one of the rewatch episodes from this weekend like you know when she had to hit all the check marks on her list she didn't want to give that lady a ticket solely to be that cop that has to like make sure that they get one but then you know that like that couldn't be me I would not be able to do that to someone just because I feel like everyone deserves a chance and like you know want to see the good in everyone um but I would also say that I have like parts of Jackson in me too like I can have my comedic moments like he does but I feel like I'm just like a sweet like eager but yet cautious person by nature so I feel like I'm more like I lean more towards Lucy but I mean I aspire to be like Nyla like sassy fierce in every way possible there they're all like so badass it's like um I don't think I am badass but it's like 
yeah. that would be that would be and I don't think I'd ever want to be a, like a cop but <laughs> yeah no I don't think I could ever be a cop I think it'd be like if I was to be in the police force it would be like the person sitting behind the desk like I would be <laughs> like okay yeah I can do all of this on the computer but like you guys go out and take care of like finding the bad guys like because I would yeah I wouldn't that would be that um yeah so like what were your first impressions of the characters I thought Tim was very rude that was my first impression of him I literally I'm pretty sure when we were when I first started like the first episode like the first five minutes or 10 minutes after he like told her to get out of the car and walk and stuff I'm pretty sure my exact impression of him was he is so rude like I'm not gonna like him at all but now he's like my favorite character Mm -hmm. because we've seen more of like his backstory and his soft side and it's just it's he's just he goes Eric Winter was cast perfectly in that role well like when he went up to Jackson like in the locker room I was like oh my god like you don't know how this kid is feeling why are you being like that yeah Yeah. I love Tim though now I'm like oh I'm Tim trash that I posted I posted that little art or piece of that article the other day about um Eric being uh against type like they they he almost didn't get it because like it was against type and I was just like no he's perfect for this role like this was probably the role that he was born to play yeah and I I, I could like I could honestly see him them thinking he is against it because like if you watch him like I seen him the first thing I seen him in was finding Santa I seen that like a year before the rookie came on I love that one I do too and if if they ever get Tim's sister on this show can we please just get like Jody Sweeten to play her I love that I feel like I I just don't like maybe maybe Eric wasn't like he wasn't gonna get the role because he didn't seem like it I don't know I feel like when you watch interviews with him and like his social media stuff it's like he is so far from Tim Bradford like he's not the hard ass like you know by the book guy like he's very just like sweet chill I mean even just like seeing his pictures and stuff like from over hiatus I'm like how was that Tim Bradford because that does not seem like it (laughs) yeah he's had some like of the roles that I've seen him play it's been very very different so but I think when I say he's born to play it I think that I I don't know I think it just it just fits like I'm and I'm just I think because I've not seen a a a character like that and he plays both sides I think uh, Chelsea may have said that in on Twitter or something but he plays both sides really well um so um but yeah I had seen him in The Mentalist which is another show I love um it was nice to see him in a different role um um, so, and, um, uh, initially, um, when I watched the pilot, um, I was, I probably was like, man, he's too tough. Uh, but my first full episode I saw was the bet. Um, so, uh, that, and like I said, that was a funny episode. I was just kind of, 
I was tickled by him in that episode. Um, I could, I could kind of tell the tough exterior, but I think I remember how his, and I, I remember how his character was a little bit in the pilot, but, um, I was more introduced to his playful soft side. Um, so I, I, I like, I, I, I thought that was funny how he, that playfulness and that sort of competitiveness and how he's sort of determined to ruin the date. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was so funny to do um but then and then there was the end scene with the shirt off I was like yes please I'll keep watching I swear I um my first impression of him was that he was just like an asshole like it was I think one of the first scenes that we saw of him was when he went up to Jackson and I was like dude seriously but then I knew like from my entire Twitter timeline that I would grow to like him so I just kept watching and I was like okay he's you know he's coming around he's you know growing on me here but yeah no I uh my first impression was like he is mean and like just uh, just an asshole but I love him so um what did you guys think of Lucy when you first met her I thought she's really so positive and bubbly and but she's also like at that point I think she's well, I mean, even the first episode too, she was like, she brought in, she brought in a, a an arrest on the first day. So I'm mm-hmm. like, that's badass. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like the way that she like showed up at the desk, I was like, okay, you know, sh- she's a little cocky, but she's not too cocky, you know? Yeah. Um, I honestly, I agree with Emily. Like my first impression of her was she's just, she's just soft, sweet, bubbly. She's she's a spirit animal really (laughs) yeah I liked that she was so green and like eager and just wanting to do the job in the best way possible like she didn't want to I mean besides for the whole like Nolan and Lucy thing like she wasn't really wanting to like ruffle any feathers you know she was wanting to kind of you know like stick on the path and like you know try and not like do anything that's you know too out of the ordinary um and then when she like when talia talked to her you know she was kind of like oh yeah i do need to dial you know like the whole relationship down because i don't want to be like you know stereotyped or looked at different so what about jackson what did you guys think of him jackson's just he is there i have honestly and my first impression of impression of him was he it I love his humor like he can be very humorous at times mm-hmm. and but like of course going throughout like the first season I kind of had mixed feelings of him but that was my first impression he just later on in the first season he it, that was when I was like okay well he's he, you know what I mean like he's just in certain episodes like this past weekend when he kind of got caught up in when we rewatched this past weekend's episodes and he got caught up in like what Oscar had told him about his dad and stuff and he just he let it affect him and I was like those were some episodes I was like you need to calm down (laughs) yeah I feel like we don't get many storylines that are like based around him though like besides the dog stand stuff because when Carrie and I were thinking of like episodes to do because we've been doing like appreciation weeks for the characters like 
we were like what are we going to do for Jackson because it seems like he hasn't had any like big storylines and then we were like the the stand stuff like is really the only thing that we can think of that like had any like meat and you know like substance I mean he had the storyline stuff but you know it was like what topic or what episode really like stands out for him that we saw him kind of shine yeah the um I'm thinking of the the episode I think it was I don't know if he was shining but he was struggling and then he kind of had a triumph I guess at the end was the um one where the switch where they switched it up yeah um I don't know that that was that was an interesting one yeah and I you know speaking of Jackson the like trying to my first impressions of him like and like I said I'm I was in season two by that point um and I liked I always liked those scenes I think that was like right after he moved in with uh Lucy and I just remember I was like that's like he's he was really like good at kind of dispensing advice Mm -hmm. to Lucy and Angela too because I think there was like some moments where where um where she was kind of struggling with Wesley and he was just he was just being like I don't know he was being a good friend that was my impression of him well even in like 309 when he was telling Angela like you're gonna be a great mom you know and if you can't always take care of the baby like Wesley has money hire a nanny like you know and then even just the Halloween costumes I mean he he just has so many moments where he's a good friend and I feel like they should showcase that more they definitely should because he him like he has so many good friendships with multiple characters on the show and it's he needs more storylines in there because he's probably one of the rookies they have literally focused on the least least. yeah um and then like of course I mean how can we not like talk about Angela Lopez like she's sassy and just takes no bs like oh my gosh yes love her there was something that uh uh Richard said on uh the home con last year when uh because he picked her I think he picked her as like one that he would want to be um and he said uh, to like describe her uh or be her he's she's like I'm right I'm right I'm always right (laughs) Um, I like I like her confidence um but she's she's so um kind of shows a bit of vulnerability too I like that Mm -hmm. I hope that we I mean as much as I love seeing like detective Angela Lopez I hope that she goes back to the LAPD Wilshire district I feel like she will but that's just my hope that she will I kind of hope that too because I said I love seeing her as a detective but it'd be nice to see her back on back in like the district with everybody and everything it would be cool more in the fold with everybody yeah and I wonder like how I mean if they paired up Jackson and Angela for the day even Lucy and Tim like now that they're not rookies and TOs, like how would their partnership be? Is it still the sassiness? Is it still like the mentor mentee because, you know, they're younger? Like, I would like to see that kind of, you know, unfold. And um, I mean, even with like Nyla and Lucy, like, you know, just the fact that Lucy isn't a rookie anymore, you know, she's 
she's below the tos and like below you know like in terms of their hierarchy but you know she's not a year like six months onto the job or whatever so yeah um and then of course like we have to talk about john because the show is based around john nolan um i i liked him i'm not i'm but i'm also not gonna lie like i didn't start the show for him sorry (laughs) i I mean when i first started that was of course i started from episode one but like i as it went through i mean i i wasn't watching the show for him really it was more for like i'd say probably tim and lucy because and I don't want to say that sounds bad, but I just, I said, I that's just, that's, I mean, that's just who I watched the show for mostly. But I mean, Nolan was, I kind of felt bad for him at first, like with everything he had been through, like with his divorce. And then, the, of course, the way that like Gray was treating him at first, it was like so mean and I felt bad for him, but he's not my, I mean, he's not my least favorite, but he's not my favorite same i do like though that he's the moral compass of the show like he always sees the good in people and can talk anyone down from any situation yeah yeah and kind of with that i like that he's kind of such a boy scout this sort of the same um it's kind of annoyingly funny at times but um like you said it's he's the moral compass he's such he's such the heart of the story Mm -hmm. and i and i wanted to say also there's kind of the assumption that because we talk so about so much Chenford that we don't like John. <laughs> um, but uh, like without him, he's like, like he is that heart that, that right. there's that sort of that goodness in him. And um, I think you kind of need that. That's sort of the base of the show. You have like, you have like, it, it, it to me, it is an ensemble, like, but he is kind of the star and he's mm-hmm. sort of the base, like he's sort of the base, but then yeah. like you have all these other characters who sort of like add in the ingredients to just make it even better. Um, uh, but, you know, his story, you know, his like the real life guy, his story makes the story, makes the show so unique. So yeah. um, you wouldn't have a show without, without that character. Right. Yeah. Well, and I feel like because John is so much older, like it has shaped how he kind of views the world, you know, and like he, the way that he thinks of things and like he looks at suspects and criminals and stuff is very different than how Jackson would because Jackson technically is like a legacy cop. Like his dad was a cop, you know, I mean, presumably like, you know, other family members were cops. It's just like in his blood. Whereas John like joined the force to, you know like help people on their worst days and like I don't know inherently like he just like looks deeper into someone than just like oh well you know they're just a bad guy like you know they just did something and screwed up like John really takes it into perspective and like really looks at the character sometimes like he gets too close to it but I feel like that's just what makes him such a good cop yeah um, and then, like, going off of John and his partnerships, like, I don't know. Like I said, I mean, Talia, I liked her, 
and I didn't, I mean, you know, I wasn't like a huge fan of her, but I did like her. Um, but I knew that Makia was coming in. And so I liked Makia and, um, you know, then Nyla, but like going back and rewatching season one, like my love for Talia has grown because she's just sassy. And I feel like she really helped Nolan kind of find his footing within, you know, the first probably like what, six months of being a rookie. Like she really helped him kind of like find the reins and then Nyla came in and just like helped him like build it up more. Yeah. Um, I like, yeah, I liked her at first too. Um, I kind of had to really grow to love her. Um, I, I, that kind of came more with just rewatching season one, um, just her partnership and her sass and sarcasm with Nolan. Um, I love the, like, I just love, um, some of the lines that she (laughs) she gives him um but yeah I and I think her character just didn't really go deep um uh I thought it was sort of unfortunate that you know you didn't have an episode until the very end of season Mm -hmm. one that really explored more of um that went deeper and into her past and things like that so they just didn't really give her they didn't really give her that deep thing in the beginning whereas with Makia's character they went they went with it right off the bat and see like they I mean I'm sure that they knew that she was leaving like you know why did it have to wait until season one episode 18 for her to get a good storyline maybe that's where they decided to like you know not do the same thing with Makia you know whereas like have her come in and we get a good storyline from her like right in the beginning Mm -hmm. I don't know it was interesting yeah, Tanya's yeah. character, she was like, I agree, like, she wasn't, she's almost like John, she wasn't my favorite, but, I mean, I grew to love her, and she was great for him in that part of the show. Um. So then, like, we also had Nyla come in, in, like, season two, episode four, um, I just, I mean, I had seen Makia in Chicago Med and I liked her. I liked her character, but I wasn't like a huge fan. But when we met Nyla, like I instantly loved her. I don't know if it was just like the change in role because in Med, she was a doctor and in The Rookie, she was a cop. And I don't usually like watch a lot of medical shows. So I don't know if that was it, but to me, I just loved her. And then like in the speed dating, um scene she's just like watching the guy and just has like the straight like mean mug face on and I feel like that's when I really like I was like I love that and I use that gift a lot so yeah I I'm like you I had seen her in Chicago man and like I I loved when she first came on the rookie I was like kind of excited because I kind of really liked her character in Chicago man so I was like I know she like she could do this part great but I I grew I have grown to love her character because she is literally she's almost she's kind of like Angela in a way she just she doesn't take any sass I mean she's just straightforward I mean she just and she's hilarious at times yeah Yeah, I and I loved her um, right off the bat. Um, I loved how they introduced her 
um, she came in and I don't know, it, it's almost like she had no really interest in making friends, but, mm-hmm. um, you could sort of see how broken she was starting out. Like she kind of maybe wanted to, like, um, she put on that sort of, sort of facade of like, you know, I'm just, you know, here I'm out for myself. Um, but I think secretly she really wanted to be part of the, part of it. Um, but yeah, they really rolled her character out really beautifully. I think, um, with Todd, like you said, I think with Talia gone, maybe they really had to put like pedal to the metal and with character development for her. Um, I loved how you got, I I loved how you got to see her, you see character crystal, like right, right there in the first episode. I love that they brought in her daughter too. And they done that backstory on her. I said, I that storyline was and I mean I'm sure it'll continue like hopefully in season four maybe they can continue a little more of that but that like backstory is really interesting well and they still mention her you know like it's not like it's thrown off to the side and we just never hear about her again like because that is such a huge reason for her coming back on the patrol um I mean that's that's one of the things that I love about the rookie is like they like they come back to storylines they you know bring things back and it's like the continuity the only the only storyline that i think they've ever just randomly dropped off on is the rachel storyline yeah they just randomly (laughs) dropped that in the middle (laughs) yeah no they are really good you know other than that probably they're really good at like bringing like they have, they probably just have, they either have like a board and their, their writers have a board in their office or something. And they're just like, they know they bring back, um, storylines or characters, um, like those callbacks, Yeah. like, and, and whoever's writing for Chenford, they, they do their work. <laughs> yeah. And please keep writing for Chenford yeah. because you're doing an A plus job. Like they, they whoever like it feels like whoever's doing it they spend time they mm-hmm. craft it so well yeah well they and, like, and they they bring in parallels too like yeah. a lot of the time and it, that's like on other shows that I watch you don't really see that as much mm-hmm. but they they make sure to bring in the parallels and it's really cute well and like going back to Nyla like I don't know if it was just because we had only had <coughs> Talia for a season but I feel like we've seen Nyla like kind of come around to John's like optimism and stuff more and I don't know if that's like because Talia was like closed off or I don't know like it probably is just because we only had Talia for a season but yeah I mean Nyla like I don't know I just love Nyla more and I love like her storyline and development a little bit more but yeah I agree um and then I mean obviously like Gray loved him from the get-go he's just so sassy but like you had said Chelsea like he did aggravate me in the way that like he was roasting Nolan about his age but I mean even in season three like he still does that he does and now that I've seen more of like at first my first impression of him was like he really he literally flat out told Nolan that he did not like him being there because of his age and but now he's really grown on me because that became more of a joke over the seasons and it's you can see more of that being a joke yeah but like my first impression of him was just like he was kind of rude but now he's 
almost like Tim. He's really grown on me. Oh yeah. I love him now. Like he's such a spirit animal and like a whole he mood. <laughs> I mean, like in 309 when he just like stands at the doorway and just gives a thumbs up and smiles. I'm like, can I just have a gif of that? Because it's just too bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love Gray, and I, to go with that, I think he, he, the, what I saw was, like, he kind of delights in what he does, um, even if it's just giving one of his team a less than desirable assignment, um, it's really fun to watch, like, what was the one, uh, when, uh, he gave Nolan and Nyla the ride along with his teacher and he was just looking back like, <laughs> thumbs up. That like, was a like, three on a nine, big, yeah. A big, a big. <laughs> smile big grin (laughs) there was one scene from like the episode that we we rewatched this past weekend the very first part of it when he's telling them to go easy on the rookies that day because they were supposed to take their exam he literally Bradford like back talks and he's just like (laughs) no like you you do what you do take direct orders don't you yeah it's just like he's so he is so straightforward and it is he's so sassy sometimes and it's it's pretty awesome well and like all of the tos like kind of back talked him in that scene and it was just like oh you see how like he's reacting to each of them and he kind of like directs more of it towards bradford but yeah because he knows that bradford will like kind of throw it back at him yeah yeah um I just I love the way that he like does things I mean and he really like cares and watches out for his rookies I mean I feel like he's had a special bond with Jackson in a way and I wonder if that's because of who Jackson is like who his dad is so um but like what do you guys hope to see next season for the characters I know we've kind of touched on it all through the episode but Chenford dance (laughs) I mean, it has to be like in minute one of the season four premiere. Has I, to be. I seriously, part of me doesn't think it's gonna happen, but I'm just like, I literally told someone I was like, okay, this, like, I need that to happen. That dance has to happen. I said it could happen in the middle of a gunfight. I don't care where it happens. Just please give me the dance. <laughs> what is it what is it he says uh tim tim bradford finishes what he starts so yep. exactly he'd be a liar if he doesn't finish that now right <laughs> um yeah I, I mean we made the chenford dance but i also just need like more chenford development same big time mm-hmm. i i think and I, <clears throat> I i kind of told someone this like I think they need to start hanging out more outside of work. That needs to be the first part of that development. Because I said, we need to see more of their friendship. Yeah. And something I kind of started thinking about, and someone mentioned this earlier, I think in a group chat I was in, they were talking about how, um, or I may have read it, I think I read a fan fiction too about it almost, is with Angela being kidnapped with Angela being taken they were talking about how like Lucy could comfort Tim but I said also there is the thought of Jackson could be taken too 
and that's like mm-hmm. Lucy's best friend. I said they could honestly, and since we've seen the promo picture or like the behind the scenes pictures, and it seems like they're going to be working together to get them back. I said maybe they could kind of comfort each other in that yeah. episode, and we could get maybe a, few a hug times of it. <laughs> a hug. A yeah. hug. Would, that'd be perfect. <laughs> like I'm not one of those anything. like. Not one of those, like, you know, side hugs or whatever, like, buddy hugs. Like, a a full-on, like, hug that's, like, at least 30 seconds. You know, a height difference, Sean. Yes. Her, like, tucking her head into it. Yeah, I need it. I need it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, okay, so we've seen a picture of Alyssa behind the scenes. It wasn't, like, I don't think she was in costume or anything. But, like, we haven't seen Titus yet that worries me a little bit I didn't even I don't think I even seen the one of Alicia I don't think and, I've seen and he's he's always like uh Titus is always doing TikToks and I'm like yeah. there's nothing like, yeah <laughs> that's that, what worries me a little bit that would work yeah. that actually worries me a little because he is one of the ones that he normally gives more behind the scenes than most yeah and mm-hmm to not see any yet which I said it could just be something like I know on Chicago Fire a lot of times they don't want you to take pictures and post them because they want to keep it as fuller so it may just be that that may be why right it just seems weird at the moment well and honestly like that picture of Alyssa could be like her last scene like we wouldn't know because she's not really like in like Angela's like wardrobe but I mean, yeah. I just find it very interesting. Like, even the cast photo that was, like, first dropped when they were doing the table read, like, we had Chenford there, and we had John and Nyla, and then Gray. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I, I knew that we wouldn't have Angela and Jackson, but we have not had a Jackson sighting yet. That was the same. Like, I knew with the, someone was talking about that first cast photo that was posted, and they said they were worried because Angela, or Alyssa and Titus weren't in it and I was like they're not gonna show us I said they Mm -hmm. literally will not show us that and two I said if they're picking up straight from where they left off I kind of expected them to not be in it anyway because yeah they're probably not gonna be in the first scene possibly because the first scene I would assume is going to be Nolan running out to I mean let everybody know that they're gone or something yeah I don't know I just like oh the fact that we haven't seen Titus yet, I'm like, okay, I'm a, I'm a little worried here, but it could yeah. just be like, cause I remember with uh, Chicago PD one season, I mean, like they had a holiday party and there was no pictures of one cast member there. And there was like one picture and that ended up surfacing. And then it was like, they just whisked them off and like put them into hiding. And so, but it's interesting that like, we've seen a picture of Alyssa like because I feel like she's a lot more at risk like that storyline has a lot more to do with her but maybe they're faking this out yeah yeah I saw that picture I was just like she's alive yeah (laughs) she's okay yeah Uh, but you know like if they're together like if uh, Jackson and if they were taken sort of together I feel like I hope like uh you know they're Jackson's I don't know Jackson's gonna take care of her (laughs) I feel like yeah I feel like they're there at that point and like he's gonna take care of her another thing with like the behind the scenes thing 
pictures that we've gotten so far that confuses me is I said like we seen that one of Bradford and Shin like they're going to be working together with Nala on the helicopter and here we see two behind the scenes pictures of Nolan and Wesley and they're covered in blood and I'm like Mm -hmm. what is going on right now I was like you guys are you guys the type that will like really theorize like you'll sit there and like really look at the picture and like dissect it sometimes yeah sometimes yeah. yes it I, it would depend on the picture but like with that when I was literally I was sitting there like how is this what is going on here I was doing that a little bit because of the the suit that um uh Wesley was wearing it wasn't yeah. I went back and I looked at the episode it wasn't the suit that he was wearing at the wedding it was a different one and I I was just starting to think I'm like okay like why is he in a really like why did he go <laughs> why did he go try to go save Angela in a nice suit like or like maybe maybe it was like the suit that he was gonna wear after the wedding and that's all he had so maybe that's pretty what he put on so um, it'll be interesting to see it because did we see Wesley after Nolan had like went in there no right so Mm -hmm. could Wesley be taken too well Part of me kind of thought that, but then I was like, you know, the last I seen him, he was talking to his mom. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It confuses me. I'm just like, they, <laughs> Lafayette takes him and puts him in a nice suit. <laughs> yeah. And I think some theory, I can't remember who came up with this theory, but they said, what if, um, I think it was something about what if there was one theory I seen and this was totally out there it was what if LaFiera just kidnapped them because she wanted to be part of the wedding (laughs) that was I saw that that was funny why could why is it that I could literally just see that happening I said part of me can honestly see that with her and Angela's friendship yeah I feel like I don't know like we don't know how far along Angela is in her pregnancy right like it was never I mean it was mentioned at one point that she was 14 weeks and like 309 but I mean we don't know like the the time span I wonder like I mean I'm sure that this situation will like stress Angela out and like induce labor because I feel like that's just how it would go um but I wonder like if La Fiera will she's gonna like find ways to torment Angela and that baby if that baby is born I mean she has to yeah I don't know if I'm ready for 926 like I don't know <laughs> I really I'm, don't. Re- I'm ready for it but I'm not ready for it yeah 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 <laughs> Um, I'm ready for it to be back, but I, I don't know that I'm fully ready to see what's about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm excited to see Nolan's next move, too. I and like am. And like, working at the district with Lucy not as a rookie now. I am, too. And um, another thing that I said I would love to see, that's one of the things I said I would love to see happen next season is I would love to see like Nolan 
like what happens next in that storyline of him wanting to be a TO Mm -hmm. because of course he's going through school right now to get that last or the last like credit hours he needs and I can't wait to see his next move there I keep wondering like how long are like how much school does he need like how long is that like like how long will that take and then how long will it be before he can be a TO like I wonder how many years that would take like would that take us into like season five or would that end up happening like maybe towards the end of the series whenever that would be (laughs) I mean I don't see him like getting out from being a rookie and then like they just are able to turn him around and be like a TO like if he needs experience on the job yeah maybe that's something maybe that's something that would happen at the very end or something Mm -hmm. I do remember, I think, didn't Nala say that if he had his degree or something, he could become a TO in like, wasn't it like two years maybe? Yeah. And that would yeah. be at least two more seasons, I would think. Yeah. I just, I just wonder how much school he would have left to see like how much more he's going to do that and maybe like will they bring back his teacher or maybe they'll have another character that's maybe a different teacher or that would be interesting yeah I I cannot wait to see I want them to explore more of the Jenna Dewan's character that came in as his date for the wedding because I said that just the way they introduced her character seemed so odd to me because mm-hmm. I said it was there mm-hmm. was no nothing I mean that was just like a random introduction of a character that he randomly takes on a date to a wedding for the first date or second date mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's yeah. got to be something more behind it like she's not I saw some theory about Bailey not like uh, it wasn't it wasn't I don't think it was anything to do with Lafiera, but it was something to do with like Henry or something. I don't know. I would have to find it. But like someone sure. I think tweeted. I did see a theory. There was one I seen about maybe she was um part of Lafiera's part of that storyline. And I said that would I feel like that would actually be an interesting way to play that because yeah. That could also help explain why he has blood on him, possibly, <laughs> in that behind-the-scenes photo, if she is part Someone, I think, said she was a spy. I think I, I, I think I said, I think I said that. But, yeah, a spy for La Fiera. It was just sort of, like, kind of, like, my first thought. But, um, I don't you know. Maybe I, I, you may be I think, who I've seen that posted it, and, Emily. And there's, I mean, there's other people who have thought that too, though. I don't think I got that just out of my own brain. <laughs> um, but um, I think it would be interesting and they might, like, it could, like, because that seems like the first thing that you would think of, like, oh, mm-hmm. she's a spy for Lafayette. It could be something, something totally different that it could be, could be like a long con type of thing. Like, that doesn't have anything to do with Lafayette like yeah that would I could see them doing that where it's like oh like like we kind of we kind of fooled you a little bit they're setting up for John's like big season five storyline and yeah it could be you just brought something into my mind like you said a long con and 
that takes me back to maybe that has something to do with like you know we seen his mother earlier this season Mm -hmm. and I said that could also be a long con type of thing I mean if she might be working for his mom or something and the Mm -hmm. work he's good with bringing back like callbacks to old characters too so I don't know it's there I do agree something does feel like off with her but maybe it's just because they introduced her in like the last episode so you know we like it's definitely setting up for season five hopefully like hopefully Jenna Dewan can come back but I don't know it'll be interesting yeah yeah Emily what do you hope to see in season four uh um, I want to see Tim's family. That's number one on my list besides Chenford progress, obviously. Agreed. Um, yeah. Um, more of, <clears throat> I want more of that backstory between him and his dad. And like, I was rewatch, like, as I was rewatching, <clears throat> um, I just kept, I, I just kept that stood out to me. Like those moments where he mentioned his dad, like, I think it's only like, I think it was only like twice. Like he mentioned it when uh when he when he was talking to Lucy and the gym when he threw the when he gave her the ring back um and then I think he mentioned it with the kid um during the episode uh where he and Jackson paired up when they were with the Rams were they with the Rams yeah I think it was um the football episode though Eric Weddle yeah um uh yeah I I'd only I think I I've only heard him talk about it like twice but it just stood out to me and I'm just every time I go back through that I'm like that's what I want to see um and and then once Eric mentioned the idea of having a sister I was just like I want nothing more um yeah like it's something that I never knew I needed so much (laughs) um and then I can imagine his sister and Lucy meeting like that would be fun uh to watch i can just imagine all the scenarios you would see all the stories yeah Yeah. um and then yeah we need to see not just like definitely definitely tim that's top top of the uh the list but uh we need to dive more into the other characters backstory Mm -hmm. um angela's brothers um jackson's mom and brother like why why didn't we see Angela's brothers at the wedding other than I guess COVID but um maybe we'll get to see I don't know in the next I feel like she said she was close with them but maybe not and you know they couldn't you know because of filming they couldn't film everybody that's too probably they couldn't maybe we'll get to see them in the next season but um but yeah and rewatching Jackson's mom um and brother when he mentioned those in the season one um and more of gray um and someone mentioned on twitter about flashbacks to the like to ricky days mm-hmm. like let's just throw some flashback up ep- flashback episodes in there like yeah that could be like you know how they kind of had the episode the true crime episode that was kind of like a filler almost yeah. it was good it's kind of like almost, that could be like they could have filler or they could have flashback episodes or something like that to the tos that's an idea they kind um, of did that for the like graduation video thing and I yeah they cool. had the moment yeah. yeah um and then somebody also said uh may have been y'all i don't know uh like a sergeant have tim be like sergeant for a day 
Yeah. Um, Someone said that on Twitter, I think, this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I think it was. That's where I, where I got it. Somebody did. Um, anyway, I don't know if all that will fit into season four. There's a long list, too. <laughs> After rewatching, I just have, like, a long list. Um, yeah. But they definitely would have enough material for, like, many more seasons, which mm-hmm. I hope we get. Um, and then Chenford... Um, what I want and what I think will happen are they're kind of very much in line uh, because I love complicated slow burns. Um, I don't think it's going to happen easily. Um, there might be some backpedaling at first, like I said earlier. Um, I think Tim, yeah, Tim will be the first one to admit it. And um, I definitely want Chenford sprinkles um, all through season four. Um, I do agree outside of work. Um, I feel like, I feel like sort of that's like the next level of progress that we need to see because like you get like, I don't know, there's just been these levels of like the way we see Chenford, like in the very beginning, it's very like work partnership related. And then to season two, it's was more growing closer, more getting that sort of they're still to they're still that to rookie partnership but they're like friends starting to be friends and then season three was more like they're just more comfortable with each other mm-hmm. um and then um uh and then you know obviously they're going into the the next level of like not being partners um and we didn't really get to see much of that after afterward but it but you have I definitely like after that happened it was like you definitely see that um you see these little hints of like romance romantic like the way like in the episode um 309 when she's talking to him and she's she says she's saying um about the other rookie the new rookie um like she's not beautiful (laughs) like she used that word I'm like that's not that's not a work related word like we're going into new territory here yeah um and then uh and I think that the next episode was like the finale right that we didn't get to see them um and obviously that moment um so it's sort of moving into that territory but like Mm -hmm. you haven't really seen them outside of work um Uh, but I definitely want to see still more of that playful competitive dynamic like please don't take that away like that's yeah. one of the most beautiful things <laughs> see like um, I want the Chenford relationship but I also don't want it to mess up any of their you know like playfulness yeah you know like, how sometimes like shows will do the relationship and then it totally like changes things for them I yeah. I have seen that happen, and I told someone this the other day. If they get Chenford together, which I mean, hopefully they lead up to that and it happens. On Blue Bloods, they got Jamie and Eddie together after multiple seasons of them being partners. And it, now that they're together and engaged, well, they're married now, but the writers. Every storyline that they have, every episode is an argument. 
all they do is argue now and then they make up at the end and they have completely ruined what we want to do as like the good side of that relationship and I was like I can't stand it and I was telling someone the other day I said if they get chamfered together like I hope these writers do a better job of yeah writing that than the blue blood writers have because I said it has I don't want them to mess that up I don't want their like dynamic to be messed up because they're together yeah yeah that like I said the Chenford whoever's writing Chenford you know just keep doing what you're doing <laughs> like, well, like yeah maybe uh, sprinkle in some breadcrumbs so yeah yeah, yeah. um but built like building building to something mm-hmm. yeah I feel like um maybe building to something more um like I feel like it could be it like it could be more friend more deeper friendship this season but also um you know having more of the the sprinkles uh like we sort of got in the last season um uh yeah and then maybe something into season at the end of the season or maybe in season five it'll happen I don't know um I'm gonna be honest I'm not ready to see a romance yet um but by god after the finale (laughs) um it sure pushed me closer like that that moment um uh that I don't know how many times there's there's that slow motion gif of him like checking her out I'm just like how many times have I watched that (laughs) okay how do you not admit like some part of him has to know there is more to this than when he just completely checked her out like that because I mean he just did not even do it subtly or anything it was just full motion he just looked over there and checked her out well I feel like everybody I feel like he had to like turn away and then think about it think about what he was gonna say and then he like turned back and he was like hey Chen save me a dance like because if he looked at her and said that he wouldn't have been able to get it out I feel like yeah I saw somebody had said that or uh, back in May when it when it aired that uh that he had like it may have been you um but that he had to he just couldn't he couldn't look at her he was just kind of he, he didn't almost it was like he didn't have the nerve yeah like and because if he kept looking he knew that he wouldn't be able to get it out like he would just be like shocked yeah yeah and Emily back to what you said like how you love slow burns and you're not quite ready for a relationship yet I said I'm kind of the same way like Mm -hmm. I love slow burn relationships but someone mentioned the other day in a group chat that I was in they were talking about you know if you look back every time around renewal every year around renewal time it's a very tense like like this past season we were all tweeting like save the rookie and stuff because we didn't know if it would be renewed and part of me I said I'm not ready for a relationship but someone said you know I kind of wish that they would really step on the gas and give us a little more progress in that front because mm-hmm. I don't want the show to end before we ever get it yeah yeah there's uh the last or one of the last shows that I watched and I talked about it earlier it was um well it was timeless but anyway that you know that one got canceled after two seasons and 
that had a ship that like, um, you know, it kind of started, it, it actually kind of became canon and spoiler alert for those who haven't watched it. Um, but uh, it, it had some rocky points and then it kind of ended up kind of, uh, when it got canceled, it ended up sort of in a bad place. And then they got a wrap up movie and it, it tied it up. It like, it had some closure, but for me, like it didn't feel, um, it just didn't feel earned. And um, that's what, like, that's what I want to see. Um, I'm there. I've had a lot, like of all the ships that I've shipped, I've had a lot of missteps. I've only had one where I'm like, I love this so much. And it had like, it had exactly what I wanted. <laughs> um, but uh, but I, yeah, I wanted to feel like with Chenford, I definitely want it to feel earned. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want it to feel, I don't want it to be rushed. Um, it has to, uh, it has to feel hard, hard earned is what I uh, say. And uh, in the most honest way, if that's possible. Um, I think there's, pl- I, there's plenty of obstacles and maybe we can talk about uh, theorize what maybe the obstacles are, but um I don't think it's impossible, but I think they're going to find a way around them when they're ready to. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but like, but I agree. I don't want it too slow. Like I'm a big believer in showing like more healthy, like long-term relationships on TV. Like y'all probably have it really good with the Chicago shows. Cause I think there there's like, there's, I, I haven't watched them, but I, but I see those like they're, they're going to have like longer uh, well longer. they were renewed for like three seasons at once yeah right yeah. yeah they have like after this season they have two more left on that three-year renewal or but no it's one it's one because like last season was part well, of that three years yeah that's what I meant yeah. like after last season they yeah. have two more counting this seat this yeah. coming season um don't even get me started on Chicago ships right now <laughs> I feel like yeah, I feel like you're more popular shows like it's just a given that they're going to be renewed like with the Chicago shows with you know law and order like it's just a given with the rookie I definitely felt like I was on the edge of my seat every day thinking Mm -hmm. is this going to be the day that we hear something Mm -hmm. like and then you know oh my gosh is it going to be the end is it going to be you know I mean it just felt like it was very much I mean they called it on the bubble like it felt like I was Mm -hmm on pins and needles waiting for it whereas there's other shows where I don't have to feel like that I was literally pulling my hair out because I was like the entire like save the rookie hashtag was going around and of course like I knew one Chicago had already been renewed for like two more seasons Mm -hmm. after this past season and blue bloods I felt like had a pretty good shot at getting renewed and they announced it earlier than they ever have but I said most of my shows have been renewed and that was like the only one I was waiting on and I was like there is no I was, there's no way this can be the end of that show like I was pulling my hair out I'm like no I so had NBC cancel a few of my shows this year and in my group chat like we watched the Chicago shows and like 911 and you know the rookie and we just hate deadline because they just drop the news and so anytime that like one of us would share a deadline article I was like oh my god this is it this is it this is the end of it and then it was like nope it's something about you know like 911 or something and so it was just like we it was like whoever could find that article first for deadline like on the rookie 
you know, like got the gold medal here, but yeah, there've been there. I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, the rookie probably is good for getting renewed, but I don't want to say, you know, not, uh, because, you know, it's not a traditional procedural. I mean, if you mm-hmm. look at like all the procedurals, the cop shows or the, all the procedural shows, they always, they're always the ones that go on for yeah long periods of time. Um, but, uh, uh, um, I, I was only blessed once with a ship where it was like, <laughs> it was like, uh, they had like they had sort of a slow they had kind of a slow burn but then they were together for like three seasons and that was um and they still played it out where it was um where the relationship it still had obstacles and things like that um so it was it kept it interesting um but so I'd like to see maybe two at least two seasons before (laughs) hopefully it doesn't get canceled I have I I have too many shows that have gotten canceled (laughs) yeah I, I'm cross my fingers I will say touching on what you said Emily like the obstacles that they might have there is one obstacle that brings me back to one thing I want to see on season four that I didn't mention and that is I don't know if it necessarily be an obstacle but can these riders please and of course as tempered shippers we probably didn't like Rachel that much but can we please see have some kind of mention as to what happened there I do agree I feel like I feel like they need to mention like okay maybe they mutually decided the long distance wasn't working out I mean I don't care how they do it just somehow mention that because I said it it would feel wrong getting Tim and Lucy together without a mention of yeah what happened I yeah I'm probably the only person that (laughs) It really actually enjoyed I, I didn't mind Rachel that much I I kind of enjoyed that that art that arc for her um but I think you kind of have to owe it to the viewers and you have to owe it to Lucy because like mm-hmm. she's their friend, her friend yeah. there's her her yeah. friend she's not gonna like she's not gonna get involved with her friend's boyfriend like Girl we, code. we we need <laughs> yeah. we need that she and I, the viewers need that explanation uh, but I agree. They need to say something about that. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if like Rachel caught on to the whole like Chenford thing. Like maybe Lucy was not so subtle and hiding her feelings or something. Because I feel like in season three, I mean, we saw it with Tamara, and she was like, "Who's Officer Zaddy over there?" And then like, <laughs> Lucy was kind of like, "Why is he letting her drive? And like, why is he paying for her coffee or whatever?" Like she made it a little bit more obvious that she kind of had feelings for him or at least just saw him as more than just like a partner so yeah it 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 was more blatant I think especially in in that episode too um because like even Jackson caught on too so I wonder if it was just like Rachel kind of figured it out before everyone else and was like I'm just gonna step aside yeah yeah I mean like the whole like concurrently as that relationship was going it was just like anytime like I, I was I was thinking this earlier I'm like you didn't really have like even though she was on there you didn't really have a lot of scenes with Rachel you had mm-hmm. more scenes with Tim and Lucy and like as he's in this relationship their their bond is getting um stronger there's you know 
and and after like people I think a lot of people mention of like during the day of death episode of like he's staying in the hospital um with her overnight like what is Rachel thinking like Mm -hmm. so that was about what I was going to bring up like you would think I mean that would be one of those things that like he told her he didn't stay all night but we all know that was he did he did did. and I said I kind of you know Rachel has to know he did and I'm like I kind of wonder if that could have been a hint to her which of course they lasted after that but I said I kind of wonder if that could be a could have been a hint to her and maybe she thought about it more Mm -hmm. you know after she left or something and that might have been one of those things that leads to them just not continuing that or something yeah but I said there needs to be a mention of it for sure yeah yeah I don't know I mean I feel like Lucy kind of made it a little bit more obvious in season three like towards the end that she had something lingering for Tim Mm -hmm. and it was after the fake confession Mm -hmm. so maybe she'll be the one that says it first I don't know or at least realizes (laughs) it that like she wasn't kidding see that's what I kind of thought I was like you know maybe Lucy will be the one to realize it first that he'll be the one to actually like act on it yeah because I said Lucy kind of seems like one of those people that would hold that in maybe and Mm -hmm. Tim's one of the people which of course with his past with Isabel that could change I mean he may actually hold that in longer but I said maybe he's the one that admits it first I feel Mm -hmm. like a big obstacle for them will be dating another co-worker because like Tim dated and married Isabel and John dated and I was gonna say married but no we did not go there just dated uh Nolan so like I don't know I wonder they're definitely gonna be cautious of that I feel like I feel like at least Tim will just because of how it ended the last time I definitely agree there like I have always felt like Tim that will be one of the main obstacles they have is like Tim will not especially with her wanting to go undercover and we've Mm -hmm. seen that he's worried about that and I said I feel like that will be one of those things that makes him backpedal because he will not with his past with Isabel and everything he will not want to go there again at first and that's why I said I feel like maybe her getting hurt could lead to Mm -hmm. him realizing that would be the one thing that makes him see like life's too short like I I don't want to waste time I mean I'm in love with you or something yeah I don't think her going undercover will be a deal breaker for him. It'll just kind of make him like realize things. Yeah. And that's what I said. Like, I don't, I don't know that it would be a deal breaker, but he would, I feel like he would be kind of conscious of that because Mm -hmm. of how Isabel got hooked on drugs through undercover. Yeah. And I said that would, I, I could see that scaring him in a way. No, I could see their confession kind of being like and Chelsea will be the only one who gets this besides Carrie which she might actually yell at me after this um like their confession being like upsets in season eight where like she was saying something and then he was like I'm gonna cut her off and I'm gonna kiss her 
I feel like that's kind of how it's going to be. It's going to be like mutual. That would be fun to see. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I feel like she would kind of, she would be shocked, but she would also just feel like, well, he did it for me. So, you know. That is, I actually seen, I, I think it was on a group chat or may have been a fan fiction where um, someone wrote something about and actually it may have been because I wrote a one shot for Tim for big week and it may have been in mine I I don't know for sure but it was something about like he I think because in mine like he got hurt yeah and I said it I could really see him like she kind of confesses that to him or something if he were to get hurt and she's confessing it and he just kisses her yeah sentence to shut her up because she's rambling <laughs> or something I said I can honestly see that and that would be pretty funny <laughs> yeah uh, I go back I don't know I go back to that like especially in the rewatch I go back to that moment of like that and I I, probably Alexi and the writers are thinking about that because they mentioned it in an interview at the end of the season um that and that's why I like went back and like focused on that it was like when not um Talia told Lucy like you know you'll be branded and I just after I heard that I was like I just wonder if that sort of stuck with Lucy all this time like she she just won't even go there with like she, she's like she probably has all these like feelings coming up, but she just doesn't want to, she just sort of has a wall up because she doesn't want to go there, uh, do that again. Um, uh, and I feel like, I don't know, Tim, Tim may, uh, sort of just the way that he just sort of feels for and cares for it and be like, no, I don't want to do that to her either. Like they might mutually sort of like yeah. push, push away because of that. Um, but I, I once said, I'm like, you know, Lucy, by this time you're like, you're badass. You're like, you know, you have a man in front of you who just like, like <laughs> praises you and like gives you all these compliments supports and like that's you, yeah. exactly supports you. And that's exactly who you are. You're a badass. You're like, like you already branded like you're not branded of like like I'm dating a cop you're like branded like I'm this badass like cop you see like and no doubt Tim would be like telling the whole city mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly like how she like badass she is well and I feel like so. some of her psychology background and like her parents being shrinks and stuff will like come into play with that too like she'll be like I really shouldn't get involved she'll get in in her head about it and like overthink it I agree yeah. and I think that's that's one of the reasons I said I feel like something big is going to have to happen to one of them it it doesn't really matter which one but mm -hmm. I said I feel like something big is and I don't want to say bad like I don't want to like if one of them were to get shot or she were to get kidnapped again or something I said, I feel like something big like that would have to happen because both of them have things that will ultimately hold them back from fully admitting that until something like that happens. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
we just got off onto like the longest tangent <laughs> i'm not even sorry like i'm not even sorry about that how also, I can, like how I much can never be pod- sorry how, how much of the podcast did we talk about tempered <laughs> i don't know i feel like we threw little pieces in here and there like yeah. everywhere um, I, think we have. I love how last week like i don't know it seems like everyone just consciously and unanimously like decided that it was chenford week like it <laughs> It wasn't even decided on. It wasn't coordinated by anyone. It was just like Chenford week. I kept I kept seeing on Tumblr. It was like the the Chenford. Somebody was trying to coordinate something for like Chenford week. I guess it was due to fan fiction. Was it that was so, yeah. it was that it, every single day they had this person had made a schedule and every day there were certain prompts that you could like write about and post them on archive of our own, but. I said, I, I tweeted this like after or yesterday or something. And I said, why can't every week just be Ken for weeks? I mean, I feel like in my yeah. head, it is <laughs> like that's the only two that I ever talk about pretty much. Well, Carrie and I did it like we covered a Chenford episode last week. We covered 309 last week because of Melissa's birthday and then Eric's birthday. So we were like, that's our Chenford appreciation week. But then like, as the week was going on, I was like, apparently it's just a Chenford week. And we just like <laughs> fit right in there, but it was just like so interesting. It was crazy. I, I wonder if they had sort of the same idea. Like it's their birthday. So yeah. it's obviously their week. I just found Somebody... it hilarious how like everyone just decided that it was Chenford week and like we were just all on board with it. And today is apparently Chenford Day. I just saw that on Twitter. It's seven nineteen, so it's like seven nineteen. Yeah, I seen that. I seen that on Facebook earlier. I said that is so awesome. I never even thought of that. The day after Chenford Week is right. It's so like like seven nineteen. It's so serendipitous. I feel (laughs) like so good. I feel like okay yeah you might watch the show for nolan and like the rest of the cast but like let's be real you really watch the show for chenford like when there's those tweets of i watched the show for the plot and then the plot is chenford like that's me that's me i i i lean in more to their scenes i'm like okay sometimes and sometimes in the middle of it like i love like i love it but sometimes in between i'm just like okay when are we gonna get back to chenford yeah (laughs) (laughs) And one thing I said, I just thought of this, but I said, you know, I said earlier this year, we got some of the best Chenford crumbs, like in May with the Save Me a Dance mm-hmm. and everything. And then everybody just randomly decides it's Chenford week. I said, maybe this is just the year of Chenford. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe hopefully. we'll get a lot. Let's just <laughs> hope that the writers have been seeing all of this because we know that Melissa watches Tumblr. The only thing I'm scared about, and someone posted this earlier, and they said, you know, Alexi Hawley apparently said that he had not thought about Chenford yet. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. And someone said it worried them. And I was like, well, I said, I kind of figured he probably hasn't yet because the first yeah. episode is going to be mainly Angela and jackson related like you're gonna i mean it's gonna be about finding them but i said right just because he's not thought about it doesn't mean that we're not gonna get those little crumbs i mean right. 
with them working together to save them, that's a crumb right there. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get some kind of chin for something there. If if he didn't want them together, um, he would have never written like or approved all those like just good well and then being partners. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And the save me a dance scene, like you would never write that if you did not want no. if end game wasn't them being together. Well, and I feel like a lot of it has to do with Melissa and Eric's chemistry too. Like they just have good chemistry, but I don't know. I take those interviews with the writers and like the actors with a grain of salt because I'm like, they can't say a whole lot. And if they do, like they don't fully know, you know? So I have, I have learned to take anything that a producer or writer says with a grain of salt ever since I started listening to Derek Koss's interviews about one Chicago. Yep. I just, I can't. I literally, I've, he's I take a troll, everything though. with a grain of salt there. Derek is a troll. Like he'll, he troll. is. I don't know. But I, we'll, I don't believe anything until I see it on my screen. I will That's say, me. I will say this, like, you know, he, and he did say, he's like, he hasn't given it a thought. Like, well, and the question was, have you thought of a thought about what a romance, a Chenford ro- work romance would be? And right now they're not there. Like, right. so like the writing is not there like 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 I said like let's get there like I'm not ready for it let's get to that point let's mm-hmm. write like yeah put in those moments to get there so he's probably not like thinking about it just because they're not there so yeah yeah and um too a lot of I think a lot of what has led because I honestly don't think when they first started the series I really partially don't think it was meant for them to end up as a couple partially Mm -hmm. but I said a lot of what I think helps with them possibly being in game now or probably being in game now is Eric and Melissa both are just so Inter, they interact so much with the Chenford fandom, mm-hmm. and it is absolutely amazing. And I said, I think they can carry a little bit of what we say and be like our voices to the writers because yeah. they can. I mean, I'm not saying they have a say in it, but they can definitely like tell them what the fans want more mm-hmm. of. I think well, any all the cast like is for it too. Like everybody, yeah. Every everybody wants them together. I like, honestly think Richard Titus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Titus may have been for it before Melissa was. Yeah. yeah. Remember that one Instagram live where she was like, "Yeah, I see them more as like brother and sister." And it's like, <laughs> what? No, 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 no. Yeah, That's I don't know. <laughs> I see like Chenford happening I don't know like I think it's it just depends like it definitely matters on how the actors are with it like if they ship it and then and I think like all of the new fans coming in like have just seen the day of death gift and you know just like the certain Chenford gifts and like they say that that's why they start the show so I feel like like the Chenford fandom has really grown yeah it has and like I think Eric mentioned like and I'm one of those people that I actually because I wasn't very big into Twitter until this like past year 
but like 2020 I kind of got more into Twitter and that was when I kind of started finding people that were into Chinford that I started following but I think it was like there's been a lot of posts about how it was once said that like when it first started there was like maybe five people that ship Chinford on Twitter and now it's grown to like that is all you ever see when you watch the episodes how many like new people have just like gotten into Chadford like this summer? Like I just keep seeing all these new like people who are starting to watch the rookie and it's just Chenford, Chenford, Chenford. So it's that, like that would be a good poll gained, to do. They've gained a whole like new new group this summer. I have seen a lot of people that have commented on fan videos on YouTube that have said like that video made them like they don't even watch the show, but that's what like they're yeah interested in chinford yeah i see that that too that would be a good poll to do though emily like of you know i mean how many of your chinford fans from the summer like just from doing the rewatch alone oh okay yeah i i don't i i don't necessarily think they're part of the rewatch but i do see them i do see them like on the side watching yeah and finding it um so maybe that could be something y'all do (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, so now that we've kind of went on another little mini Chenford rant, because why not? Like we can. And you know, why not? We love them so much. Um, what other shows are you guys watching? Like I know Chelsea and I kind of mentioned one Chicago and you've mentioned Timeless, but like what are some other shows? I watch other than one Chicago, I've been watching 911, 911 Lone Star and there is a Canadian TV show. I'm sure that either of you know Jason Priestley from Beverly Hills 90210. I know oh, yeah. of him, but I've never watched oh, yeah. anything with him. Okay. I used to watch, I used to watch um, Beverly Hills 90210. Yep. So he stars on a Canadian TV show with Cindy, Cindy Sampson called Private Eyes. And I'm at, it's, they just announced that it's the final season of it this season. So I'm kind of, it just started this summer and it's the final season and I'm kind of it's on season five but it I found it like two years ago and binge watched seasons one through three and really got into it so I'm really into that now that's cool yeah I I find I find that I a lot of my shows um I don't get in I I I have a weird way of getting into them like a, a lot of them I don't start there's very few that I start at the very like beginning when they first air and then go through. Um, I think new girl was one of the, uh, shows that I actually did watch all the way. I started at the very beginning and I started all the way through. Um, but yeah, I don't have a lot of shows that I'm watching. Like I didn't watch like during season three, I didn't watch anything else besides the rookie. Cause there just wasn't anything on that I was interested in. Yeah. Um, uh, I had watched, um, uh, the right stuff. It was on Disney Plus. Um, it, it, I think it just rolled out episode by episode. I think they do that on Disney. Um, but it came on like right before season three, so I watched that. Um, it won't be coming back. It's another show that got that I watched that got canceled. Um, I'm waiting for Stranger Things to come back. Um, it's been too long since they've had a season since they've left us. So. I'm hoping that we'll hear something soon. Um, and then um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is coming back. 
for the like their final season um that that one I like I often like will have to catch up on things like I I watched like I kind of there was a point where I like started watching it um pretty good like being at it and then I kind of got behind so I had to catch I finally did catch up at some point and then um uh getting ready for the last season um let's see what else do I watch yeah I rewatch a lot of old favorites um like I've mentioned once upon a time um the good place I binged that was when I binged like I I binged both of those like two summers ago uh uh both once upon a time and good the good place and that's one that I like um and I have a lot that I'm trying to um catch up like I'm started and I just need to catch up and I just don't like I I can't I have a hard time like watching other series when I'm like really deep into one like right now I'm like on the rookie I'm like I don't feel like I can give the other shows time (laughs) so I can only like focus on one or maybe two at a time I can't yeah I don't know how people do like binges of multiple shows at the same time I'm like I can't keep them straight that's especially when they're really detailed yeah that's like i try like i've tried to watch chicago fire like this summer but i honestly can't get as into it like rewatching it now that we're doing the rookie rewatch i really Mm -hmm. can't get as into it because i'm like i can't focus on that and you mentioned once upon a time emily Mm -hmm. i started binge watching that not long ago oh yeah I'm not one for fairy tales or anything. Me neither. That I loved it. <laughs> I I avoided that show when it was on. Like I was just like I and granted I didn't really pay much attention to it. I didn't know a whole lot about it uh, when it was on. I was just like, oh, this is you know fairy tales and stuff like that. And uh, you know, I'm like, no, that's for like like the baby me or the the little kid me. Like, <laughs> um, but then I was just like, I was. I was literally like, I was, I had watched the, um, season three, I finished watching season three of stranger things. And I was just like, I'm bored. (laughs) And so I was like, Oh, okay. I'll start watching like once upon a time. And then I'm just like, Hey, this is really good. Why did I like avoid this show for so long? (laughs) Yeah. And that was like, that was how I kind of started binge watching it, which we were, it was during a span of time when we were, um, we were off of school like we were virtual through school so we didn't have anything to do really and it was like winter time this past winter almost Mm -hmm. and I was like I said I'm bored so I just I know (laughs) someone had mentioned that show and I started binge watching it and I was like I really like this I think I got through like all I think I got through like the first four seasons and like a week and I was like I'm in love so so are you are you still in it or have you finished it I got through the first like four seasons I think and I've kind of watched it slowly since then because we started back to school and everything so I'm not completely through it I have gotten to the point where like the last season I'm kind of like not are you not as you just you just finished four right yeah yeah, I, that wasn't that wasn't one of my favorites. Do you do you ship anybody on there? Well, Snow and Charming. Oh, okay, very cool. 
I shipped the other one and that was one of my good ones. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I, I binged that one in like four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I had mentioned about private eyes, and this is, this is reminding me of how we talked about what if the rookie gets canceled before we get Sinford. There is actually a couple ship on private eyes that has yet to get together. And it is the final season. And I'm just like, they better, I said, they better be in game. This season better be it. Did they, did they get like, did, did they know that they were going to have the final season before they started it? No, they actually, Jason Priestley confirmed that they left. They did not know it was going to be the final season and they ended it on a cliffhanger. So we're going to get a cliffhanger um, as the ending. And it is, I am not ready for it. <laughs> that's, that's always the worst. Like when they don't know and they, they find out after they've like filmed the entire season that they're just not coming back. Cause like manifest is like that. And it's like, that is a show that you need to know the end. Like you need yeah. to know. There's so, like once, like once you end it, like once you ha- end it like on a cliffhanger and it, then it gets canceled, it's like, oh, there's all these save, yeah. save campaigns. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't leave it like that. Although I do, I, I do love that the writers, like, I, I remember like in Timeless, the writer had always said, no, I don't like write with a defeat, like in the defeating purpose of like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to write just to, just to have a happy ending. Like yeah. I, I mean, I don't like to get canceled there, but I also am like, you know, you don't want to, I don't know. I, I kind of like that a little bit Yeah, <laughs> that they don't write in a sort of tying up purpose. Um, I'm currently in the middle of a Chicago fire rewatch. And like, I just kind of fell into it. Like when they announced the syndication, I like caught one random episode on ION and I was like, I need to know more of this, but I don't want to go like at ION's pace. I want to go at my own pace. So like downloaded the peacock app onto my phone so that i can watch it at my desk on my tv like bad idea but um so i'm kind of like in the middle of that even though i have like four shows that i need to catch up on but like manifest is one of them and it got canceled and i'm like i don't want to totally finish it because i just don't i don't want to like end that um but yeah so chicago fire is one i love watching chicago pd and then um just like an episode or two of friends like here and there it's just my favorite thing ever um, um but i had a lot of shows like get canceled this year or like have finishing seasons so i'm just kind of like okay come in the fall like what am i gonna watch because right not a lot hi yeah. i am very excited because of course me and you both like one chicago jennifer mm-hmm. and it comes back on Four days before the rookie comes back on. Yeah. I am so excited about that. I'm excited that I don't have to worry about like one Chicago because they left off on a couple of cliffhangers. I'm excited that I don't have to worry about that. They like, left off after on a, the rookie. You know, they I can like off watch on that a, then. They left off on a big cliffhanger. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. They start filming tomorrow, though, so I'm hoping we can mm-hmm. see some behind-the-scenes pictures of a few of yeah. the actors that I'm worried about. I love, like, the first day of filming pictures. Like, it's like the back-to-school, like, hey, look, we're back together, we're fine, you know, like, you see everyone's kind of tans, like, I'm, I love that. I just love, so, like, any behind-the-scenes stuff, though. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I compared Eric Winter and Taylor Kenny from Chicago Fire about a week ago. Someone said they were worried because Taylor Kenny was filling California a week ago or like two days ago. And I literally, I sent them a message and I said, I'm really not worried. I said, because Eric Winter was in like Puerto Rico yeah. until two days before filming for the rookie started. So Unless I said, he was I'm just posting worried. like old stuff. I mean, like no I think Chicago to LA is like like a four-hour flight or something like it's not a big deal yeah and he wasn't it was on like one of his friends lives or something like he was on it and I was like I'm not worried I said he could literally show up like the day before filming and I mean he could literally leave the day before filming and I mean he'd be there in like four hours I said it's not that big of a deal yeah yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting. Those, yeah, those pictures when that came out the other day for for the rookie, what we were we were in our little uh, group chat for the rewatch, and we were just like manifest, like we're gonna manifest like Chenford, manifest Chenford, and then I, I, like, I like got off Twitter for a little bit, and I was, and then I came back, and it was just like, boom, all, like there it is. It was all, all over the timeline. You all sent that, and we were, like, manifesting that, and then all of a sudden, I'm not kidding, the next morning, I woke up getting ready for school, and I got, I knew I had notifications from Twitter, and I got on there and was looking at the group chat, and I was like, I seen where you had sent Eric's tweet of that picture, and I was like, I said, okay, like, Eric can apparently just read our minds or something, because I said, that was that was quick well oh, but I Carrie people, had texted me and she was like uh I don't even care that I just liked the same picture like a dozen <laughs> times on my timeline I was like literally that's how all of us are yeah. it doesn't even matter who it's from like it's just the same picture <laughs> yeah it was it was a good time I like that we just get so excited over that stuff <laughs> over like the yeah. smallest thing yeah um so Emily like why don't you close it out and tell us like why you came up with the rewatch okay so um it probably is not the most interesting answer but um I love rewatches um uh I'd finally kind of sat down um and watched season one like I said right before season three started and then I just kind of kept watching it, rewatching it on a loop, like in between season three episodes. Um, like I said, I didn't watch anything else besides the rookie during season three. Um, so um, yeah, I didn't, um, I, I kind of was like, I don't have anybody to talk to about all this stuff. So um, I'm, uh, I only just started live tweeting for real, like um, at the end of season two. Um, so uh, I kind of wanted a way to just kind of get to know and interact with others in the fandom. Um, I, I 
kind of had the, I think I had the idea maybe in April or so. Um, I wasn't kind of real serious about it at first, um, but um, I decided, I knew I wanted to wait until the season four renewal. Like I wanted to know that we got that before I started. Cause I thought that would be really good to thing to do to just lead up to season four. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and then after that, I just kind of, I started to announce it. Um, I think I had a few tweets before it got any traction. <laughs> uh, like, I think I put a couple of tweets out of like, Oh, I'm announcing it. And then like it, like nobody saw it. And then yeah. after a while, I think like, um, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't, I, I asked a few people to, I, I can't remember. I think either y'all retweeted something at one time or, um, I don't remember. Um, I think you started the rewatch stuff like right around when we started, because we started the podcast, like beginning of April, like our first well, episode had dropped right after the the fake feelings. Like we never covered oh, yeah. that one. So yeah, I feel like we started around the same time. Well, I had the idea, but I really like in yeah. April, I really didn't like make it public to yeah. anything until after, until after the season was over. Um, but, uh, um, but yeah. And then I just was like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it right. So I started, I decided I, I can't do it on my account. <laughs> so yeah. I created, so I created a rewatch account and, and I think maybe before that, I just put out a tweet. This was just me on my account just said like, um, if anybody wants to like help out, um, you know, um, I, and, uh, Chelsea was one of them. Uh, Maura was one of them. The, y'all were the first two that that um, kind of started, j- just jumped in. Um, but it surprisingly came together really well. Like it surprises me because I don't know. It just it um, it's kind of the first thing that I ever really did like this on my own in a fandom. Um, but it, it like it came together so well because like it's the help with. Um, those that are willing to pitch in and throw away, throw, not throw away, throw, uh, around ideas and things like yeah. that. So, um, so I'm glad for the help and, um, it's been fun. It has been. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad people are enjoying it. I, I saw that it. you had tweeted out like, Oh, okay. Like this lines up perfectly. Like after this season premiere date had came out, you were like, and this lines up perfectly because the last weekend of the rewatch it, it's gonna I was like that is like you timed it out perfectly I, I I was telling them before that I was like I was like I was gonna try like I hadn't put out the season two dates mm-hmm. yet because I was thinking well maybe I can fit in another break um so and I was telling them that you know I'm not gonna put those out that they're not set yet and then that I was waiting for the premiere date I was thinking that maybe like like I think later on I was thinking maybe it would probably be in October, but I don't know. I, I, when I was, uh, when I was planning for it, I knew I wanted to plan not too early, but not too late. And I actually ended up starting like a week before I, uh, I stopped teaching. So I was still like concurrently like planning while I was still teaching. And, uh, um, so, uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how I did it. (laughs) but it ended up being just right yeah and a success so yeah I um, love it. 
I, yeah, I mean, I think it's so much fun. And like, we get to talk more like with other people that are fans that like, yeah, we didn't know before. So yeah. yeah. And so that's one of the things I said, that's one of the reasons I love it so much. Like around here, I don't have that many people around here that watch. I think I'm literally the people who watch one Chicago that I know don't even watch the rookie. Yeah. So I said, it's nice to have someone to talk about that particular show. I mean, it's nice to have an outlet to let go to talk about that particular show with other people. Yeah. Um, so that kind of rounds out our, like this is probably the longest podcast episode that we've <laughs> ever done. Um, but it was so much fun. And like, you guys are so welcome back on the podcast. Like it'll be fun to see how season four like plays out and if yeah. you know like yeah we're kind of right with our theories speculations all that so um you can find us on twitter at the shop talk pod underscore or email us um at shop talk the rookie podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts um and we're individually on twitter as well so you know my handle i'm at jstark804 carrie is at carrie hyman um emily what's your handle um, I'm at Emily8174. Um, that's where I'm currently at. Um, but I have a second one that's, well, I have more than that because, well, long story short, uh, had to, had to create several accounts during Timeless because I tweeted too much Timeless and got shadow banned. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so this is like, I'm, I'm tweeting right now on my third account, but my main account that I'm not really, I'm sort of active on, but I'm, most people know me on is, Emily N the photo. And then our rewatch account is rewatch underscore rookie. And then Chelsea, you're at. I am at NKOTB girl underscore 98. So we knew, we know that we just threw out a bunch of like Twitter handles at you. So <laughs> we'll go ahead and share them in our tweet. Like about the podcast um but yeah I mean you know if you want to follow us for our individual content I know I'm sharing content somewhat about like one Chicago the rookie other shows that I watch I I live tweet more so than like I share um just like other content from previous seasons um but yeah I mean if you want your daily dose of Chenford breakdown Carrie has you covered like I mean, I scream at her probably on the daily about it. I'm like, why are you doing this? I just woke up. Can you not hurt me with feelings? And she's I love like, it. sorry. I <laughs> um, love it. <laughs> yeah. So, but make sure you check out our T public store. You know, if you want some rookie merch, um, we're going to be coming out with some new designs soon. And, you know, like you can get a squad gold shirt and, you know, just rep your favorite people. Um, there's no such thing as too much merch like for any show um, but next week I will be talking with Carrie and I's friend Nikki who kind of got us into the rookie and we'll be covering Talia's big episode 118 um, that's titled Homefront so it'll be a Talia appreciation week but that's all for wait. us this week yeah I know I'm glad because we just did that for the rewatch so like it's still fresh in my mind so yeah, it'll be fun. But, but we have appreciation weeks left for like Gray, um, Angela, Tim and Lucy, like individually, and then Wesley too. So yeah, it'll be fun. But that is it from us. Bye guys.
Bye. Bye. Go get them, boo.